Welcome to This Moment in Democracy. I'm Saladin Ambar, and this episode was recorded on January 26, 2024. Joining us on today's episode is John Ralston, a renowned political commentator and columnist. John has been covering politics in Nevada for more than 30 years. His blog, Ralston Reports, was founded in 2012 and now lives on the Nevada Independent website. John wrote for the Las Vegas Review Journal for 15 years, the last seven as a freelance columnist. He was also a columnist for the Reno Gazette Journal from January 2015 until November of 2016, when he left to start the Indy. In 2012, Politico named John one of the top 50 Politicos to watch. He frequently appears on MSNBC, Fox News, and PBS, and he has also appeared on NBC's long-running Meet the Press. John, it's really a pleasure to have you join us today on This Moment in Democracy. Thanks so much for having me. Looking forward to it. Well, it's really a pleasure. And, you know, here we are. Uh, I'm broadcasting this from the uh, East Coast here. Uh, a lot of New Jersey and East Coast listeners, hopefully others as well. But uh, Nevada, as always, plays uh, an outsized role in American politics. And uh, I guess we'd begin today by asking you, could you just give us a sense of why uh, Nevada this cycle uh, is important and what should viewers, listeners who are um, you know, inundated with all kind of political news, pay a little bit extra close attention to what's happening in Nevada this go around. Well, I, I am obliged contractually to tell you that it's Nevada, not Nevada. And 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 I'm the gatekeeper of the pronunciation here. I think I think Michelle Obama got into trouble with that one time. I'm in good company. You are indeed. And, and, and my, my favorite, by the way, just to digress before I answer your question, you'll enjoy this. The best is that Donald Trump came here, pronounced it wrong, and then the next time came again and lectured the crowd here on how to pronounce it and still got it wrong. So uh, you, you are in good and bad company on this. Nevada. Yeah, exactly. And anyhow, um, so... Um, we have been an early state in the process since 2008, uh, and and uh, we, have, we have had some very um, uh, tangible impact on presidential races since then in the nominating process. Not as much this year as in the past, I think, but certainly uh, we have had an impact. Uh, we are a battleground state. Uh, and so we're, we are one of, and it depends how, who's doing the counting or when you're doing the counting, six or seven states that really matter in the electoral college because the other ones are either red or or, or, or blue. And we are, we are purple, we're a toss up state. Um, uh, I think we lean slightly, maybe very slightly blue, but very, at most very slightly blue. And so, um, uh, you know, the, the candidates are going to have to come here a lot and they will, and they have in the past. Absolutely. Well, and maybe you can help me with this. Um, this has been a uh, a bit of a bizarre uh, GOP development. Uh, for the first time in more than four decades, Nevada is going to hold presidential primaries rather than caucuses on February 6, 2024. But the Nevada G GOP plans to run a traditional caucus two days later on the 8th. Uh, and they're not going to use the results from the primary election. Um, could you just share what is going on with having a primary and a caucus? How will we even be able to assess who won? What's going on with the GOP in Nevada? Well, you rightly sound confused, as most people are, uh, and and what is going on is, is the most frequent question I get about uh, uh, the Nevada primary and caucus. I'll try to keep the history brief, but you're, you're right that it's been a long time. 
Uh, we were a caucus state. That's how we got to be early state in the first place in 2008. Uh, we were a caucus already, but we had to remain a caucus to be, to be allowed to move up in the process. Uh, but caucuses are fraught with problems. And there was very celebrated problems in Iowa, as you may remember, in 2020. Uh, and, and Nevada didn't have the same problems, but there was a decision made led by the late Harry Reid, who essentially controlled politics in this state for decades on the Democratic side to say, listen, it's time to go to a primary, uh, let's switch. And so they did in 2021, legislature here meets every other year. It's kind of an anachronism, but they do in the odd numbered years. And so in 2021, after after the uh, 2020 disaster, um, the Democratic controlled legislature uh, and, and the Democratic governor passed a presidential preference primary bill. But they left it open in that bill for the parties themselves uh, to allocate delegates essentially any way they want to the national convention. The Republicans sometime after that decided that they didn't want to have be part of the primary process. Uh, the Republican Party here is a, a uh, ongoing, continual, many decades long disaster. Uh, and, and so they have not... They have not been able to count ballots very well when they have run caucuses in the past. Uh, but they decided that uh, they didn't want to do a uh, primary, participate in the primary. Uh, there's some of this is speculation. Some of it is pretty obvious. They, they, the state Republican Party here is controlled, as many parties are, by Trump lovers. The chairman is a close friend of Trump's. The Republican National Committee woman is a, 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 a Trump supporter. And there are a handful of them who are actually indicted as fake electors for Trump in 2020. So it was widely seen as a way to fix the caucus for Trump. Um, and so what they did is they is they passed rules that uh, banned super PACs first. That was one of the rules from participating, which was clearly done uh, to try to hurt Ron DeSantis, who, as you know, raised uh, tens of millions of dollars for never back down. They also charged a fee of fifty five thousand dollars for campaigns to participate in the caucus and said, if you participate in the caucus, you cannot participate in the primary. And so early on, uh, uh, Trump and DeSantis both filed for the caucus, as did a couple other candidates, who are more minor candidates who were not in. Haley came into it late, Nikki Haley came into it late, filed for the primary, but now has been very, very dismissive of Nevada uh, in terms of uh, it not being a, quote, fair state to use her, her terminology. And she's right, the caucus is not fair. It is fixed for Trump. Um, I think she's making a mistake because she's going to win the primary, probably. Uh, she's the only candidate in the primary on February 6th. Uh, we have this crazy thing in Nevada. Uh, and I'm sorry for going on so long about this. That's but I'm all right. Sure every, everybody has all the aspects of it. We have this crazy thing in Nevada and all statewide races called none of these candidates, where, which essentially is a protest vote. It doesn't have any teeth. Uh, but now you have Trump and the governor here, who is a Trump supporter, running a none of the above, uh, none of these candidates campaign for the primary because they don't want Nikki Haley to look really good in that primary. Um, uh, Haley, I think, is making a mistake in not emphasizing that she's probably going to win that. She's going to get a headline on February 6th, long before 
South Carolina votes. It says Haley wins Nevada primary. And most people aren't going to go through and listen to John Ralston explain everything that I just explained on why this is happening. Finally, and you may have other questions, uh, we've gotten a lot of questions at The Independent. We have an explainer, an explainer uh, a lengthy one on our website. People should go should go look to it at NevadaIndependent.com. Sorry for the shameless promotion there. But uh, the Republican Party is allowing people to vote in both. Yes, so you, I, I you, read that. That's, uh, well, it's frankly insane, it seems to me, but go right ahead. Continue. <laughs> uh, insane is exactly the accurate word. Uh, and it's kind of ironic that the party supposedly concerned about election security and election integrity is letting people vote twice. Um, they were worried, I think, because there is in Nevada now, everyone gets a ballot, everyone gets mail to mail ballot. They that they passed that during COVID, uh, and there was same day registration. I think they were worried that if there was a, if if there was only a primary, that Trump might not do as well uh, in a primary as he as he would in a caucus. Now the Republican Party here, the base is 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 very Trump like. Uh, he was going to do well in the primary, but now they have caused all this confusion. They have they have uh, made us look like a laughing stock, in 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 my opinion, because people are confused. They think this is, to use your word again, insane. And so, why why would you pay attention to Nevada in the in the nominating process? Well, and and I hate to editorialize when we have an expert on, but you know that's just my my opinion. How how are the voters, particularly the the conservative Republican voters of Nevada? Uh, feeling about this? Are are they as uh, confused, upset about this? Do they think it's insane or are they kind of, uh, you know, made up their mind to adjust to this uh, new world order there? Well, uh, there's been no polling on this, but I can tell you that anecdotally, we've gotten a lot of questions about this. Uh, and uh, there's been a lot of activity on social media from Republicans who, uh, uh, as, as you mentioned, we, we are recording this on the 26th. Early voting for the primary starts on the 27th, uh, and, and so it's a week long, and then the primary itself is on the 6th. Imagine these folks who got their ballots in the mail a week or two ago for the primary, and they didn't see Donald Trump's name on it, and they didn't know all of the background that I just told you. So they, they, they are outraged. There's a lot of people who are outraged. And of course, who are they blaming for this? The Democrats, right? The mm -hmm. Democrats kept Donald Trump off of the primary ballot. But of course, it's the state Republican Party that kept Donald Trump off of the primary ballot. There's a lot of confusion. There's a lot of anger. The Republican Party uh, is desperately trying to get the word out about the caucus and and uh, with limited success, I would suggest. Can you share with us how, how you've... Um... Uh, assess how same day registration and and uh, maybe early uh, voting um, will play a role in and how this all um, plays out for either candidate or both candidates. Well, I, I think it's very hard to tell because it's the first time it's happened. Uh, uh, both those things in in a in a in a presidential primary slash caucus. There's never been same day registration on the Republican side. Um, they, they, they are opposed to same-day registration. As you probably know, they were opposed to sending mail ballots to everybody because they have right. uh, bought into the Trump mantra that that's, you know, that's where the corruption occurs, even though in the fraud, and even though there's absolutely zero evidence of any of that in Nevada, even though Trump 
has said Nevada was among the states that was stolen uh, from him and the state party people enabled all of that. Uh, and so uh, a lot of people here uh, believe that. Um, so one thought might be, and this comes up a lot, is that will the Democrats run some kind of plan to, to switch and try to affect the results of the primary? I don't think so. I, I don't think that's going to happen. There will be, we have uh, the plurality of Nevada voters now are independents. Um, and so will there be nonpartisan voters who switch to vote? I think there will be. There's been some evidence of it, although not in great numbers based on the tracking of the registration numbers that I have done. So I would suggest it's probably going to have a negligible impact. The real question about the primary, and by the way, this is true on the Democratic side too, is will uh, the aforementioned none of these candidates get a lot of votes? There's a lot of talk, as you know, in polling shows, the public doesn't want a Biden-Trump uh, and so uh, election. So will there be a protest vote of significant size on both sides? Uh, the president is on the Democratic uh, ballot. Um, and and so will there even be one there? there, there there's, a, I think, a lot of fear among Democrats, establishment Democrats in Nevada, that there could be a sizable none of the above vote. Uh, as I said, the Republicans, the Trump supporters are trying to juice the none of the above vote on the Republican side. So Haley looks bad. Yeah, well, I, I think, um, you know, I think that's a, a legitimate concern of Democrats going forward. Um, you know, if you're looking if you're looking at the poll numbers and perhaps Biden has done a little bit better uh, in, in recent polling, but certainly uh, I think um, the evidence is is uh, clearly to your point that um, the country uh, is probably as uh, least enthusiastic about this um, uh, ticket uh, or or election um, uh, cycle as as it has been in any other presidential one in recent memory. Uh, to wit, President Biden is visiting um, a few days before the February sixth primary. Um, how do you believe uh, Nevadans will receive him? Uh, what's your sense of the president's standing in the state? Can you share a little bit about that and how um, this is going to align or maybe not align so well with his uh, uh, his uh, re-election campaign in the state? So Biden understands the importance of Nevada. His campaign does. In fact, his campaign and, and people at the DNC, they are, there, there are several uh, former Nevada operatives uh, in higher echelons, former, as you might not be surprised, Harry Reid operatives who are now working for the Biden campaign, and they understand the importance of Nevada and how to win uh, Nevada. Um, I think Biden will be well-received here by the faithful. Um, however, he does. Polling shows he has the same problems here that he has elsewhere. His numbers here are not good. Uh, they, they are uh, either he or Trump is just slightly above the other in polling that, that I have seen. Uh, Biden won the state by about two and a half points uh, last time. Uh, and, and there's reason to believe that that um, it, it's going to be very, very close. Again, I mean, we are the proverbial eternity away from the election, but that 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 is what most polling shows, but the Democrats here are quite concerned about it. And the hemorrhaging among younger younger voters is a big deal uh, for, for the Biden campaign, especially. And you've seen these numbers too, with the view of young Democrats about what's going on in Gaza right now and the administration's policies have really hurt the president's standing. But bringing the president in to say, I care about Nevada, 
Uh, this is an important state. Uh, and getting partisans to rally around him, I think, is a smart idea. Uh, uh, the vice president uh, 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 is here as well, right before the 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 the, the primary, because the weekend before, and Trump is coming as well. So uh, uh, we do have an outsized importance uh, to 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 to, uh, to the presidential nominating and election process. Well, I think some of that has to do with uh, the demographics of the state, right? Yeah, there are a number of key constituencies. Maybe you can help us uh, uh, break that down a little bit. You've got um, not only working class voters, but labor plays an outsized role in Nevada. Can you share a little bit about um, what uh, labor is looking like? Um, particularly, this is has always been important for for Democrats. But how how is labor positioned going into this uh, election? And if the, you can detect any differences between uh, 2020 and what's uh, happening on the ground now. It's a great question, and and you're right on uh, about uh, that. And this is you know this is a great irony that most people don't know. Nevada is a right to work state, but it has a very very powerful labor movement, mostly in the form of the culinary union, which represents a lot of casino workers and is by far with anywhere from 50 to 60 thousand members, uh, the largest union in the state. Essentially, is the Democratic turnout operation, or at least a key cog in it. But even more important, in some ways, it is the Hispanic voter turnout operation. The culinary is more than half uh, Latino, and so uh, it's a very important cohort. Without the culinary union, Catherine Cortez Masto, who was in the closest Senate race in the country, would not have been reelected. She only won by eight thousand votes, uh, and and the culinary union put her over the top uh, in that way. One of the reasons that Nevada was able to make the case to become an early state was because we are a strong labor state on the Democratic side and because we have well, we have a very diverse population, especially in Las Vegas with significant, you know, Hispanics now make up 25 to 30 percent of the population in the state usually make up somewhere from 15 to 20 percent of the overall electorate. So they're a significant force. But uh, African Americans and uh, Asian Americans, AAPI cohort, also are in double digits as well, too. So, and one of the arguments has been is that Nevada is much more reflective of the country, and not just on the Democratic side than Iowa or New Hampshire, uh, which are you know essentially all white states. Uh, and so, um, th that is a very important. Uh, that's why we're in a very important bellwether, I think for elections because we reflect the country. And it's kind of ironic, right? Because Las Vegas is is kind of thought of as like this alien world, right? You know, with the casinos and everyone thinks there's right. a slot machine on every corner and that there there are are, are, are brothels everywhere. I mean, some of this is a caricature, right? But it, it, it's true. Las Vegas has changed a lot since I first moved here nearly 40 years ago. Um, but it, it is it really has become a diverse uh, 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 city demographically. Uh, you know, you, you took the words right out of my mouth and I appreciate you going right towards the Hispanic slash Latino vote, because I think, um, well, we know historically it's been um, significant and in, in, particularly in recent elections in, in, in shaping outcomes. Uh, is there any sense of whether um, uh, that population of voters in Nevada is uh, skewing uh, more uh, Democratic or Republican this go around? Is there a sense of um, disappointment, more enthusiasm for Biden, um, less enthusiasm for for, for uh, former President Trump? Any any indication of what's happening? I know it's early, but that, that's sort of what we do. Uh, 
how, how do you feel about where things stand within uh, the Hispanic population, uh, uh, voting population of Nevada? I think there's real concern among the Democrats that that um, there has been a shift away. Now, incrementally, I mean, the Democratic candidate is still likely to get a majority of Hispanic voters, but there's a big difference between getting 65% and getting 55%, and that could turn an election, considering the percentages I mentioned earlier of how big part of the electorate uh, they could be. Democrats are, are, are perpetually concerned about this, though. It's not just this year. And they generally make the argument, and this is borne out in polling, that Hispanics generally make uh, their decisions in elections later than other demographic groups. And so there will be a huge push here in September, in October. And there, there are, there are, uh, other groups, third party groups that are that, that, that go out and try to uh, uh, mobilize Hispanic voters, as I mentioned, uh, the culinary union is as well. Uh, but there are nonprofits that are involved uh, in that. But there is a sense. And again, this is something you really have to say too. the Hispanic population is not monolithic, right? Most demographic groups are not. Uh, and so there are significant portions of the Hispanic community that are pretty conservative. Uh, a very Catholic and 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 and, so, and pro-life, and so the Democrats have always had to deal with that and trying to hold that cohort together. And so, uh, and I think there's a feeling that grows more acute every election cycle among some folks in the Hispanic community that the Democratic Party takes them for granted, uh, that, that they just expect them to go out and vote de uh, Democratic, even though they. Uh, 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 you know, don't necessarily do much for them afterwards. I think some people feel that way. There's also a classic misunderstanding by a lot of, of people that the number one issue for Hispanics is immigration. It's right. not. Uh, uh, the, the issue is the economy. Uh, and, and the economy in Nevada, as you probably know, was disproportionately crushed by COVID because we're still a one-trick pony. And when the governor shuts down the Las Vegas Strip for two months, uh, that is the Nevada economy right there shutting down. A lot of people lost their jobs. A lot of them were in the culinary union, by the way, and were Latino. Uh, and, and there are still uh, reverberations from that this this uh, much later on the calendar. And so, um, uh, uh, you know, how how do they feel about their economic lot, I think is so. And that's a problem for Biden in general, too, right? The economy has generally come back pretty well, uh, but people's perceptions don't necessarily match the reality. And even though unemployment is is now pretty low, we, we got up to about 30% unemployment here, I think, was the number, and now it's down to 5 or 6%. But 5 or 6% still puts us near the bottom of the country, right? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, and, and you, you, you've been uh, reading my mind because you went right to the economy, and that's what I wanted to ask you about uh, going forward. And... Um, well, look, I mean, I think, you know, we, we've got months to settle in and everyone says, uh, you know, by Labor Day, that typically is when uh, folks begin to make up their mind. We shall see. Um, but when you read these numbers about GDP growth and, you know, um, low unemployment rates, we have to take this state by state. So I appreciate you, uh, you know, breaking down for us what's going on in Nevada uh, going forward. Uh, listen, is there anything that we're missing. Um, you know, I'm a political scientist, which is another way of saying I'm I'm really not sure what's going on. Um, but you're on the ground. You've, you know, you've been doing this uh, for a long time. Is there anything that when you hear the national media, the press um, talk about 
your state, but also the general election. Is there any sense that we're missing something? Well, I, I, I often think that, and I have a lot of friends in the national media, as you might, as you might imagine that I've met over the years and that uh, come here and, 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 and tap my brain for what's really going on in Nevada, as you just asked. And, Generally, Nevada is seen as a different kind of animal, right? We are out west. We do have the uh, legalized gaming, uh, although that's become more prevalent in states, which I think has been good for Nevada and its perception. And people who really understand Nevada know it's more than that. Uh, but I don't think people really, unless you're a political junkie or an insider, understand the power of the Democratic machine here mm -hmm. that built and that has been able to overcome uh, what look like bleak circumstances. Uh, and the question is, and Harry Reid passed away at the end of 2021, but the people who ran that machine are still around. They're very, very good at what they do. And so that that is why it tends to lean slightly blue. What's different in this cycle, and it hasn't been that way for a long time here, is that you have a Republican governor who barely uh -huh. won barely won against the Democratic governor in incumbent governor. In, in, in fact, Steve Sislak was the only Democratic incumbent governor to lose uh, last cycle. And, and, and Joe Lombardo, the Republican candidate, who was the sheriff of Clark County, which is where Las Vegas is, won uh, by about a point and a half. But he built a machine himself. And now they're trying to amplify that and compete with the so-called Reed machine. And so how well they can do that from the ground up as, as Reed built that machine is going to be a key to this election. Well, that's fascinating. Well, I appreciate you sharing that. We'll look for that, um, those developments going forward. And, and we hope, if you don't mind, uh, get you uh, to back on post-election um, in, in November sometime to, to see uh, if anything that we, we've been thinking today uh, was on the mark or uh, what new lessons perhaps we, we will have learned uh, by then. John Ralston, really appreciate you taking your time out to share your expertise with us. Uh, really, really thankful. Thanks for joining us. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. It was a great conversation. Today's podcast has been brought to you by the Eagleton Institute of Politics. Eagleton is a nonpartisan research unit of Rutgers University, New Brunswick. This moment in democracy was made possible in part by the generosity of Gerald and Kiko Harvey and Eagleton's many supporters. To support Eagleton's work or sign up for its newsletter, click the links in the description. Please help support the work we do at This Moment in Democracy. Visit our podcast page at eagleton.ruckers.edu to learn more. We want to hear from our listeners. Email us at podcast at eagleton.ruckers.edu to send in your comments about today's episode or suggest topics that you want to hear about. That's it for today. Thank you for joining us on This Moment in Democracy.